Because I know for me and a lot of other people, once we get a successful treatment or prevention plan, it can dramatically impact the quality of your life. Welcome to the Sleep On It podcast. This is your host, Charlotte Mosier. Did you wake up on the right or the wrong side of the bed today? So today we will be talking about how sleep affects your mental health. So as we approach a mental health week coming up next week, I really wanted to dive into how improving our mental health with good quality sleep can help you wake up on the right side of the bed. What's really interesting though is sleep quality can really have a direct impact not only on your physical but your mental health. So I always encourage people, you know, it's important to check in on yourself to evaluate your health habits, your sleep practices, monitoring your anxiety, your stress, because a lot of these sleep disturbances can help you be, you know, more susceptible to insomnia or restlessness during the night. So during this mental health week, I always want to encourage people to utilize this week just to go on our Instagram, read our blogs, because we have some really good resources coming your way this week just to help you check in with yourself, not only for your mental health, but just how it can impact not only your sleep quality, but you know, it is bi-directional. By getting better sleep, our mental health can be better. And vice versa, if you are having a lot of stressors, a lot of anxiety, by checking in with yourself, you should be able to get a little bit better sleep. There is just this crazy complexity in my experience between how sleep and mental health is just a really strong indication on my overall output of work, my workouts, and they just really tie into each other. And I'm sure in your own daily lives, you've been able to see that as well. But before we dive into how we can improve those sleep habits, I do want to take a step back really quickly and just talk about how mental health is related to sleep and kind of diving into a little bit of the science back end of our brain and what our brain goes through during the night. So if you've taken any science classes, even going all the way back into high school, I'm sure you guys have heard, you know, our brain goes through different sleep stages. So we have our non-rapid eye movement sleep stage. This stage is really known for your slower brain activity with shorter, quick bursts of energy. And during this stage, the body is going to be repairing muscles, going to be repairing tissues, helping you really strengthen your immune system. So getting really good non-rapid eye movement sleep stage is going to be very crucial to not only staying healthy, but just helping your body repair itself, which obviously getting sleep is going to help you repair. The next sleep stage is probably the most common that people hear about, which is REM sleep rapid eye movement sleep stage, which is really categorized by increased brain activity. So this is most known for our dreaming and processing information and allowing our brain to really be able to learn, retain information, have those thoughts. And Obviously, our body during sleep goes through these different sleep cycles. And what is really interesting about the research on the brain in these different 
brain activities is sleep has really profound effect on this mental and emotional health. So if you're not really getting deep sleep, you're not getting really restorative sleep during these different sleep stages, you know, our body is going to have a really hard time to repair things that need to get recovered. If you're working out, this is going to be the time where your body is really going to be healing itself strengthening itself, as well as just when you wake up, you want to be able to process that information, get ready for work, being able to think on your feet and be able to retain all the information, which is especially important, especially if you are a student or if you have a very uh, rigorous job that allows you to retain information and, you know, maybe process uh, some different things. So, As we kind of can understand how our brain, what it goes through essentially during the night, and we understand that it's facilitating this recovery, this restoration, if we're getting a lack of sleep, it's going to be especially harmful and going to cause a lot of havoc on our mood and our emotional reactivity, which the lack of sleep really is pointing to in the research increase mental health disorders and increase severity. This can also unfortunately include higher amount of risk of suicidal ideas or behavior. So being able to get good sleep and actually get restorative sleep is going to be very critical just from that scientific side. So now that we kind of understand a little bit more about the brain and why it's important, I wanted to kind of dive into the specific ways I like to help improve my sleep while at the same time improving mental health. Everyone's mental health, everyone's day-to-day is a little bit different. Just sharing from my personal experience, working a stressful job, managing uh, different projects, and just having a lot of pressure on me. I think that a lot of my mental health comes from just wanting to be my best and I'm always on point and I do have a lot of pressures, whether it be reporting financial outcomes to different people and just staying on top of numbers and reports. I definitely put a lot of self-pressure on myself and I think sometimes that can cause me to not necessarily follow great sleep patterns if I get an email at night or a call and somebody needs my immediate attention, you know, it can definitely cause me a little bit of stress. And then in turn, I might not be able to fall asleep and get that restorative sleep that I need. I know a lot of people probably listening on here have different stressors, whether that be you have kids at different ages. I have a lot of friends that have younger children. It's just more demanding on your body just having to be up every three to four hours to do feedings and changings or If you're a parent that has kids in the toddler or higher adolescent years, just different demands, different life stages can affect people in in those different stages of life. So during this week, you know, I would really encourage everyone to take a step back and just look at the conditions in which we put ourselves into these mental health patterns or, you know, what kind of risks or underlying conditions can we potentially help or things that maybe we can change. And just having this week to break down our sleep patterns, break down what is causing stress and and maybe putting together a plan. And if you are having underlying conditions, 
getting in contact with your healthcare provider to help really develop this and construct a sleep and mental health plan is what I like to call it. Because I know for me and a lot of other people, once we get a successful treatment or prevention plan, it can dramatically impact the quality of your life. So I would really encourage you to do that. And if you don't really know where to start, I'm going to give you a few ideas here in a second. But of course, lean on your healthcare providers because they're going to be able to directly collaborate with you or ensure that you're receiving that proper health plan for you. So a few things from me that help with my sleep habits and in return has a better impact on mental health outcomes. I like to try to have a set bedtime for myself. I, I feel that that consistent bedtime I definitely would encourage you guys to utilize if you have a smartphone, I have an iPhone. I utilize some of the sleep habits, sleep notifications on my cell phone. So like 30 minutes before bed, I like to go to bed around 10. I get a notification at 9.30 that it's like now my wind down time. So giving myself that 30 minutes, just mentally getting me What else do I need to do? Do I need to unload the dishwasher? Just allowing my body to adapt and that circadian rhythm obviously is important with that consistency. So I would encourage you guys to stay consistent with your bedtime. I think that it can greatly impact your, you know exactly how much sleep that you're gonna get if if you do stick to that schedule. And just knowing like how many hours of sleep your body needs to be, you know, successful. If you're a high performance athlete, like I was when I was in college and I still work out before work, but just knowing that those higher demanding workouts or if you're having big physical projects, if you have a labor intensive job, Just know and maybe test out during this next week, how many hours do you need that you're waking up not feeling groggy, not feeling exhausted, but really setting yourself up to actually what your body needs. And of course, you know, if you're having, uh, you don't get to spend so much time with your spouse and you really do like to enjoy to stay up a little bit later or you'll want to watch that movie, just know that there is going to be a give and take and just have that plan in place that if you are gonna stay up a little bit later that maybe you sleep in an extra 20-30 minutes because the 10-20 minute extras uh, sleep that you can get is really going to set yourself up for success. So another thing too is just for me figuring out how to wind down after my day is really key. Turning off my cell phone notifications at a certain time I typically turn them off around 7 because I'm not really going to be answering emails or calls after seven. Putting my phone and my computer just away allows me to really unwind and get away because I know that that work, the work area is definitely a trigger for me to feel that most stress. So now that I know that, I can really practice an unwinding, read a book or go for a walk with my dog. And I really do enjoy that. And I know that by doing something different can allow that other activity to be more beneficial for me and it does have better mental health outcomes for me. Another thing which is kind of probably will be a hot topic for somebody is limiting caffeine. Caffeine can be very disruptive for your sleep schedule 
but caffeine can also be very beneficial for people to have high performance. Only thing to think about here is that caffeine, just making sure that you don't overdo the caffeine. When you're feeling too, too jittery, it can spike a little bit of anxiety for me. So I don't know if that ever happens to anyone. I've heard other people too, where it just causes a just a little bit more anxiety or jitters. And so just know where, where to tap out with that caffeine. And if you are getting good enough sleep, then you really don't need as much caffeine, you know, in the afternoon. So a few other things is just creating a comfortable atmosphere, your apartment, your house, your condo, wherever you are, just invest in your space. If your space is your bedroom or your living room, and I know with the pandemic and things might be tight and with holidays coming up, Black Friday coming up, take advantage of those savings coming up or giving yourself a gift of of just really investing in a good mattress, good sheets. Even the decor on the walls can be very impactful for how your bedroom is arranged, the exterior even the temperature. So all of that, in my opinion, has a good spot of mental health care. So those are just a few of my tips. Of course, I love to incorporate a natural alternative to sleep aids. I don't really do well with melatonin. So when I am having those days that are maybe not as productive for getting to sleep, supplementing and know exactly how many dose of CBN I like to take at night, If you aren't familiar with CBN, CBN is kind of my natural go-to sleep aid. It's similar in a sense to CBD, except it's a minor cannabinoid, which is kind of known for being the quote-unquote sleepy cannabinoid. I know exactly how much my body needs. I, I really only need about five to 10 milligrams of CBN to be able to wake up good and, and feel really rested. So just working, you know, through if you are struggling with sleep and you know that it's causing you to wake up on the wrong side of the bed, like some of our slumbers, I would definitely encourage you to get away from some things that might be stopping you up like an RX version. But of course, consult your healthcare provider because some people do need that. But just finding natural oils or natural hum products that can help you feel that nightly relaxation tranquility to help you calm the mind and body. So those are my tips today. I hope that you guys follow along with our blog as well as our our Instagram. We'll have a lot of really good content for Mental Health Week coming up next week and would encourage you to share this with people that might be stressed out or just need a little time to uh, decompress. Thanks again for listening in. This is the Sleep On It podcast. Have a great day.